Okay, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you again to the wonderful Nadine for coming on to chat with us. I absolutely adored this interview and I highly recommend you check out their podcast, Seasoning This UK. So you can check out that along with all the other links in our show notes. And don't forget to join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram or whichever you prefer. Follow us on Instagram at Fancy Blather. And I'll have the Facebook group linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week. This has been Fancy Blether and I've been Kirsty Taylor. Bye. Okay, wow, this is so weird. It's been a minute. I took my my mid-season break. It was really nice to have some time to unwind and relax. Yes, Naomi, if you're listening, I did actually relax and all all our past listeners will know that's something I really, really struggle with. I still have another week off of work um, and I am finally done all my uni work. So this is actually kind of like my, my proper week off, although I have a little bit of paperwork to do, but I think I'm going to bash it out tomorrow so I can enjoy the rest of the week chilling um, and doing creative things, which I'm really excited to have a week to do creative things because it's so rare in my life. So I thought I'd start off this episode with some life updates before we get into the usual intro because it's been a minute you know maybe you're interested maybe you're not but I like chatting on here and talking about my life it's like my little online diary um so yeah if you're new to the pod welcome I am so happy to have you here especially if you're coming from Not Wasting Your 20s Facebook group because I have fallen in love with that Facebook group. Like what an incredible community. Like I'm really here for it. So hard to find these days and I love it. Um, So yeah, I took a break just before... When did I? Oh no, sorry. So I took a break two weeks ago. So I was officially like done with so I work in education and I was like have I have like three weeks off but it's not really because I had an essay 2,500 words so it's not too bad due this morning at 10 a.m I did get it in early who is she it's insane this never happens um fingers crossed that it does well but it was just a really hard um I was really interested in it actually but it's very research-based and very like um I don't know different to anything I've written in a in a minute so it was um it was a hard adjustment to make but I actually yeah I had some fun writing it actually I can't believe I'm saying that people probably are like who is this girl but I quite like studying actually I don't know why I just find research interesting particularly in the field of education so I wanted to take some time off of the pod for quite a few different reasons, which I suppose I can jump into really quickly. So the first one was that I really just wanted some time to focus on this essay and get it done and put all my time and energy and effort into it and it alone because it was my top priority because it's in school and like university is really important to me. And um, also we are like the pod it's been a minute since I had a break from the pod like we've been going pretty straight since like January so I thought it was time to take some time off it's like it was Easter and so I just kind of wanted some time to relax and um it's been nice and also 
for full transparency because I am all about being honest in this day and age although I do believe it's important to keep aspects of your life private but this is something that I want to share um I was not doing that well mentally um it's something I'm still working on I have finally I'm starting up therapy like properly I've kind of like dipped my toes in the therapy world before I guess you could say but it's it's complex like I I had gone to therapy at one place but then it was like you have to it wasn't like blocks it was like appointment you book each appointment and um I don't know I, I always felt like I was booking it when it was too late and something had already happened and I need something where I'm like consistently working on it so I am starting CBT of therapy very soon and I'm a little apprehensive but I am very much looking forward to it because I think it's such an important step in my mental health journey for those of you that don't know I am diagnosed um not that you have to be but I am diagnosed with um general anxiety disorder and depression and have been for quite a few years now but have been battling with things like this for much much longer in my life than I've been diagnosed officially and um so I'm gonna tell you a story that makes me really angry to this day um I was at my doctor in Edinburgh and um was talking about like I think I need to start therapy like I'm on medication which I just want to say everyone's mental health is different and what works for everyone is so different because it's so personal and medication for me is a good step and it is helpful and has made an important difference but it's not enough by itself essentially is where I'm at because I don't want to keep just medicating myself to the point of like numbness so I need to do something to like stop myself from spiraling and that's why I think I that therapy is the move for me now although I'm still on medication but I don't want to up my medication dosage if that makes any sense um but I was talking to my doctor this was a couple of years ago and this was like pre-covid obviously because I was at the appointment and I said I really think I want to consider it because you can get therapy through the NHS and the guy said to me and this was one of the top doctors at this practice so this is the part that's even more concerning something like it was like an odd saying something like oh well that's like um trying to get therapies like trying to find cinderella with just the glass slipper so there's no point so he didn't even make an effort to be like oh well we can put you on the waiting list just to like you know like it does take a long time etc but he just said there's no point at all i'm like what like i know that therapy on the nhs is very complicated and stuff but that's still so like messed up to say so yeah so I will let you know how my therapy journey goes on the podcast um obviously I haven't started yet so I don't know and I will speak more to it when I'm comfortable and more I don't know with it and have done it for longer and we'll let you know what therapy I'm doing um if I'm doing it through a company etc but I would like to just kind of explore that world a little bit by myself first so I can speak to it truthfully and um yeah, so I basically just needed to take a minute because I was um, so stressed. I, I don't really know what was the root cause of it, which is something I always find extremely frustrating. But I was just really spiraling the last two weeks before I went on break to the point where I like had nosebleed, a, no, a nosebleed one day at lunch from stress. And it was just like it didn't make sense. Like I, I just couldn't figure out like why what am I so in my head about 
And obviously there is so much going on in the world, which definitely has an impact. And I have a lot of things happening in my life at the moment, which are all very exciting, but they do um, take up a lot of my energy. But I am okay with that. Like I chose these things, but it's just not always an easy road. Um, education is not the easiest career in the world, but nor is any career to be honest. But I don't know. It was a weird, a weird spot for a minute. Um, so yeah, full transparency. I really... I was planning to take some kind of break anyway, but I just really needed that time. And I'm so glad I took it because I feel so rejuvenated and so um, blessed. And just, I think I've just kind of gained a new perspective and I'm really working on living in the present moment and trying not to focus on the future while still allowing myself to dream about the future. I'm trying to really strike that balance and because I am a very ambitious person some may say overly ambitious but I don't believe there's such a thing but um um I'm working on it so yeah anyway so that's a life update I start back at school on Monday I actually have really missed my class and I'm very excited to see them and I'm excited I've got six weeks left and fingers crossed by the end I will be getting ready for my own class in August and maybe I'll speak about that like a little bit on the podcast like what it's like being a probationer but I just really I don't really talk about education a lot on this podcast because I just don't like to have too many blurred lines in my life and it's just not something I'm super comfortable bringing into this part of my life yet maybe at some point and I will I do obviously speak about it sometimes but there's a certain level of privacy that I believe is important in the job I'm in and um, obviously I would never name schools that I work at or anything like that because I just don't think that is necessary or relevant or to be frankly honest with you anyone's business um so I guess I'm also trying to share more about education because I do care deeply about education and I am very passionate about it but I do need to have a line in my life. Um, but I do speak about it sometimes when I guest on other people's podcasts. So you should check those out. It was recently on the Confidence Diaries, which um, I will link in the show notes because I loved that episode we did. And I spoke about education quite a lot there. But yeah, I don't really talk about it too much on here because it's not the focus of this podcast. But um, maybe next year when I'm more comfortable and I have my own class, maybe or maybe even at the end of this year, I could reflect on the year I've had. If people want that, let me know. I am starting a Facebook group, so by the time you're listening to this, it might be up and running, so check it out, and as soon as it's up, I'll link it in the show notes, so join our Facebook group. I'm going to get rid of the like page on Facebook and just make it a group because it just is way more community-based, and that's something I'm really working on is creating a community around this podcast instead of a following because I don't want a following. I want a community that I'm part of, Um, so yeah that's the updates I've probably chatted for a while now for oh 10 minutes wow I really gave you a lot of life updates so now we will actually pop into the intro so my small wonder of the week is iced coffee it's the season everyone I don't care that it snowed this week I don't care that it was hailstones I don't care that I'm still wearing a jacket honestly it's never not been the season but more places are selling it now in Scotland and I'm very here for it. I love a good iced coffee. 
Today was actually the first day I didn't have coffee in the morning, and I'm feeling a little bit like I think I need to lower my caffeine levels because I think I might be getting a little bit attached because I'm feeling really tired. I mean, I have had a very busy day, but I did just have a coffee an hour or so ago. And also, I'm recording this very close to the time that this is going out. It's going out late by an hour. Sorry. Thinking about changing the time to six anyway, because that's when we post on social media about the new episode. Um, So hopefully this is out at six. It might be out a little bit later. But it's 5.20 right now. So, (laughs) Um, you know, we're just pushing the boat out. I really want to take full advantage of relaxing as much as possible. And this week, today has just been very, like, getting my ducks in a row. And it's kind of, I don't know, taking up more time than I expected. Um, So, yeah, I did have a coffee just an hour or so ago. But it's not really hitting right. It tasted great, but it's not really hitting me yet. So I might have to go to bed early tonight I think so yeah that's what I'm loving my small wonder um so what I'm engaging with I recently obviously over the last two weeks I've watched quite a lot of Netflix and done a lot of things um because we are still in a lockdown but um I did recently watch this documentary or docu-series on Netflix which I just find so interesting called this is a robbery and it's about like the world's biggest art heist um so four-part netflix documentary series so interesting highly highly recommend if you haven't watched it i will link it in the show notes um it's, like i said it's on netflix i watched it all in a day can we just um i am a bit of a binge watcher to be fair but i just couldn't stop like it it was really hard to turn it off because it's so good so I really recommend it's very interesting so yeah it's all about the I'm gonna mess this up gardener I think it's the gardener gardener museum in Boston I think um very very interesting highly recommend so yeah check it out so up next our small business of the week. So this business I have been following for a minute and I am so in love with all of their stuff. Like, mm, so dreamy. And it's called Limpet Store and Limpet is L-I-M-P-E-T. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, on Instagram, they're Limpet underscore store, um, which I will have linked in the show notes, but I love their stuff. They just came out with this gorgeous cat club VIP member sweatshirt. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm so buying it. It's that is what I'm definitely going to be purchasing purchasing from this shop as soon as possible. But I wanted to highlight a couple of their other pieces because I have fallen in love with this small business. Like, this gal is killing it. Um, so also their croissant line I also just love a good croissant um is gorgeous like their long sleeve croissant top they have these really cool a nice girl line I'm also obsessed with their lazy ladies um jogger set and you know I might be having to save up some pennies for that and also there is this swimming girls t-shirt which I just you know swimming ladies sorry t-shirt which I just I need it like I have to own it in my life and I just love a good like embroidered moment and just killing it to be honest like this stuff is insane 
So absolutely check them out. Limpet Store, which I said is L-I-M-P-E-T store.com. They are a UK based business. We love to see it. And obviously it's a small business. Um, I think it's just set up by one girl and uh, she embroiders all the clothes herself and it's all very like sustainable and the prices are a little bit I wouldn't say they're expensive I'd say for what you're getting they're completely at the right price because they are sustainable and well made and they will last you so it's worth the money and she also has this really cool Louis Theroux top which Louis Theroux wore like uh, are you kidding me that's like the dream so epic epic stuff and um their instagram is uh killer but i also think it's gonna they're gonna take all my money one day soon but yeah i am ordering the uh vip member cats club sweatshirt as soon as possible i've literally been following when it comes out and it actually just came out yesterday or maybe yeah i think it was yesterday or maybe it was today um and I love it. Their Instagram stories, like they just kill the game. So I highly recommend checking them out. So like I said, it's limpetstore.com, which is L-I-M-P-E-T store.com. And I will link them in the show notes. So up next, our poetry um, or poem even <laughs> of the week. Our poem of the week is, so I recently joined Hello Poetry like officially and I'm going to start posting like my poems on there because I really like this website. So I will have the poet, Sophia, I will have her um, profile linked in the show notes as well as this particular poem because I love it. Um, So I actually got emailed this because every day I get emailed a poem by Hello Poetry, which I really love. And I just couldn't stop reading this poem. So it's called, I'm Afraid So. Like I said, it's by Sophia. I'm Afraid So. She was a thrifted sweater and denim and jersey knit sheets, pizza breath and red wine and toothpaste, alabaster skin and knotted hair and freckled shoulders, a tangible dream and my favorite good morning. She agreed to let me kiss her and I agreed to let her slip my shirt over my head before she became blood and tears. I trusted you and I'm sorry. Midnight poems and a drunk, I need you. I'm afraid I loved you like the way I wrote. Yeah, so that poem is I'm Afraid So by Sophia and she has some other incredible poems so definitely check out her profile and I also if I find her Instagram or anything I will link those also. So yeah, we are now going to jump into our interview with Nadine so please enjoy. Hi, I am just hopping in here for our charity spot of the week. This charity was of course picked by our guest as per usual. So Nadine picked out this wonderful charity called Inter- Intercultural Youth Scotland, which on their website is just interculturalyouthscotland.org. So I'll tell you a little bit about this charity. Intercultural Youth Scotland encourage a collective action of less heard interculture on intercultural voices in Scotland creating social impact and justice. They broaden horizons and offer direct specialist support and vital pathways for Scottish intercultural youth 
young people who face barriers to success. They provide specialised, inclusive weekly services to nurture talent, enhance voices and deliver cultural gender equality. They build upon experience and biopic consistent support with intercultural young people who face educational inequalities, anti-black and racism, discrimination and underachievement in Scotland. They build trusting relationships and a cultural blend to deliver opportunities and a platform for young leaders, young biopic Scots, co-produce everything they do, including an annual youth-led Black History Month youth festival and open mic sessions to showcase undiscovered and often misrepresented and easy to ignore young grassroots gifts from all over Scotland. So as you can hear, this charity is sensational. So um, if you want to get involved, you can check out their website, which as I said, is just intercultural youth Scotland, um, all as one word, .org. They are on social media, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube so and they're an Edinburgh based charity um so they've got different reports to do with um <clears throat> party manifestos and things like that and um making sure that people are represented and uh research is something that's incredibly important and like reporting on things is something that is incredibly incredibly important in making a change they have different programs that they run um, such as trading for organizations, they are involved in, they have a Duke of Edinburgh award that they're involved in, um, group work, education, all of those things. And you can get involved with events, you can get involved with youth anti-racism and pro-black activists, you can book their performers, or you can volunteer, or you can work with them, or just help them out. You can donate, and they have a blog with features, which is representing some incredible talents in scotland so definitely check them out and um they also have really amazing learning resources and they post opportunities for people as well so as i said it's intercultural youth scotland and it's their website is interculturalyouthscotland.org so check them out enjoy the rest of today's episode Okay, so today we are interviewing the lovely Nadine, who is the co-host of Seasoning This UK podcast, which is a podcast that focuses on talking about life as a black Scottish woman. So let's jump into the interview. Hello, Nadine, and welcome to Fancy Brother. It is so lovely to have you here with us today. And um, I know it's been a much awaited interview, but it's great to finally be able to connect. I'm really looking forward to this chat. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It was nice to get an invitation to hop along. We said yes straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so one question we like to ask all of our guests as um, to start off the interview is just um, what is your small wonder of the week? So it can be anything at all. It's just something that we our podcast started in um, 2020 and obviously there's a lot of things that are quite negative happening all the time. So okay. it's just a kind of have little moments of um, gratitude, I suppose, and recognize things you maybe wouldn't normally. Yeah, like think about. Um, yeah. Mine is probably going to be a bit out there, but um, I realized how much I missed um, cafe coffee because uh -huh. it's been so long since I've bought a coffee and I never make it the same in my house. So, you know, when you get that first sip 
of like a professionally made coffee that's just ah oh, delicious <laughs> so that's my wonder can I miss that a lot a lot <laughs> yeah that's a great one I I completely agree I was actually just asking mm-hmm. my dad earlier I was like I haven't actually looked at the roadmap at all <laughs> like I've just kind of <laughs> lost track of the news but I was like but do you know when cafes are likely to reopen yeah. <laughs> my dad was like I don't really like cafes so I haven't paid any attention I was like oh, oh. no <laughs> I was like oh, okay that's brutal I was like, literally I'm on a lookout every time I go for a walk just like is there a cafe nearby that does such a perfect coffee oh, no, but, like any uh, takeaway yeah <laughs> I absolutely exactly. I completely understand that one I think I'm more excited mm-hmm. than I ever thought I would be for when cafes reopen like everyone's <laughs> like nightclubs can't wait no no Mm-mm. get me a fresh made barista coffee and I'll be so happy I'll be fine <laughs> that'll be my day <laughs> made amazing so um the next question is have you had moments in your 20s where you have been surviving rather than thriving and how did you overcome overcome those times and then the other thing to say just before that is I think it's important to note that sometimes surviving and thriving I like to think of them as not complete polar opposites because sometimes I think when you are surviving you're also like you are like recently there's not much else you can do but survive (laughs) so um just like to note that doesn't need to be something very extreme yeah I mean absolutely um I think in your 20s you kind of just well me I'll speak for me I won't speak for everyone in general you kind of just float by being like oh I'm young nothing can touch me I'm living life everything's great but kind of I think eventually life kind of catches up on you and I did like I think what was it, around 2017 18 19 mm-hmm. like really rough years for me personally mm-hmm. like and mentally and stuff like that it was just really difficult and I was going through my last year of uni there was just a lot of things happening in my personal life and I think it, hindsight is just one of those things in the moment you're just like, what is going on? Do you know, it's like one thing mm-hmm. after another and you feel like you're surviving, you know, you feel like it's the worst thing in the world to happen to you. And then afterwards, like where I am now, I just feel like those years really taught me a lot. You know, there's a lot of things that I learned during those years that if I hadn't gone through any of that stuff, I would still be the same person I was when I was 20. Do you know, and, and nobody, I think it's really important to grow as a person Rather, mm-hmm. I would hate to be like 40 and be the same person I was when I was 20. Do you know, it would just be so wrecked. Yeah. So I think the, those things that have happened in those years have really taught me a lot. And that kind of surviving has strengthened me in a way. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm stronger than I was back then. So it is. It's like you said, it's, it's, it can't, it, surviving isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You kind of just have to turn it around and make it a, a lesson learned. It, it, I did definitely. And I kind of you just have to reevaluate when you're in those situations and kind of think okay one is this where I want to be where do I want to be and how can I get myself there and just kind of take it a step at a time and then eventually you'll be looking back and be like oh my god I was such an idiot what was I doing (laughs) (laughs) exactly I think you summed it up perfectly it's really just about learning and I think that that comes with my my buzzword of the year if you like I feel like people always have words I'm terrible at coming up with like a word and being obsessed with it yeah three three weeks I just say the same word all the time yeah my dad is like oh that's your word right now I'm like yeah oh so it is and my my word at the moment is grace and I think it's mm. just about giving yourself that grace 
especially in your 20s but that's something that I think you always need to give yourself especially right now particularly in Britain I'd say you really need to give yourself a break at the moment (laughs) but um, yeah I think you summed it up perfectly it's just about taking that time to reevaluate and um, just give yourself time to say is this is this where where I want to be and what can I do about it rather than kind of exactly mulling in it for too long but you can of course always have those evenings where you have a little bit of ice cream and everything I've had a lot I've had a lot of nights where I'm like I want to put a sad movie on and I want to have a good cry and that's fine Mm. like do that good biopic yeah you you should really get a good cry out and it's it's good for you like it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing to kind of let your emotions out because then once you've had that really good cry you feel great you're like right what's next so how can tackle the world so it is just let the emotions flow perfect um so I absolutely adore your podcast a seasoning this UK as I'm sure you and Panashi know you. I'm a big fan I just think it's so so well done in the way that you both co- your your conversations are all, always so natural but they're yeah like because you know sometimes you listen to a podcast and it feels a bit scripted but yeah, they're, yeah. they're not like that at all. And I also just think that you touch on so many different things, but you also do it with a way that's just entertaining, but also like mm-hmm. informative. And it's just the the best, the best combination of all the things. It's like you've taken all the ingredients and made the perfect, the perfect Victoria sponge. So I does really random oh, thing to make. So but, good. This is great. Oh, but I just it's perfect. And I love like the length because I have so a one-hour commute. So it's a good yeah. like. I can get to work and have like feel like I've achieved something <laughs> by listening to a podcast so I was just wondering what made you decide I mean feel free to speak for Panache if you wish but um, what made you decide to start podcasting or how did Seasoning This UK um, come about? It's actually a really funny story because mm-hmm. technically Seasoning This UK started like two years ago now um, <laughs> but we've only been recording for the last like six months but um, I remember this story so well and it was after my kind of survival stage and I was just mm-hmm. thinking what do I want to do with my life and I love podcasts I've been listening to podcasts for like the last five years I really enjoyed them and <laughs> um, I was thinking like oh maybe maybe I could do it but I never want to do things on my own I'm just one of those people that if I'm going to do something I want someone there with me that I know is going to like compliment me quite well and the first person I thought of was Panache. I was like, she has to, because we we used to call each other all the time and just have these really long conversations. Mm-hmm. And they were always really helpful to each other. So I'm at her house, we're in her kitchen, and I'm pitching this story. And I'm like, listen, we're black, we're Scottish, there's no podcast like us out there. Like, come on, I'm trying to persuade her. And eventually I I, I knocked her down in the same day and the name actually came from her. She, the oh, name really? is her brainchild because we're in her kitchen and she's cooking and she's like seasoning all her stuff. And I'm just like, that's just like what we do. Like all those immigrants, we just season the place that we're in. And then she just went, yeah, like seasoning this UK. And we both just screamed and we're like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> but, um, and then we tried to record, but we just didn't know how. I have so many voice notes on my phone that are like an hour long of us just talking. And yeah, I think eventually we just found our our good point, our sweet spot in a way. And then life got in the way, like as mm. it does. You just get as really busy. Does. You just have to, yeah. yeah, you just have to do a lot of stuff. You have to handle a lot. She was in uni at the time and I was working all the time. I just got a new job. Like it was just a lot. And then um, everything last year with Black Lives Matter happened and we were just 
talking about it and talking about it and then another podcast actually two other girls who they really mm-hmm. do a great podcast black scott pod they came out and then i sent the vision i was like look everyone else is doing it like we, we this is our chance to, to get up there and like share our voices and we were like let's just do it you know we've, we've been thinking about this for so long and for us it mattered a lot at that time because there wasn't a voice for us where we were mm-hmm. do you know it's, there's not a black voice that we look at in Scotland that is as prominent as you could say let's say in America or anything like that there wasn't 20 mm-hmm. something black girls from Zimbabwe who are also Scottish talking about their experiences and growing up we didn't have that representation so we just wanted to have a voice of our own and kind of control our own narrative and be able to speak on things just from our experiences rather than reading it from other people or saying Mm -hmm. it to someone and having it misrepresented somewhere else so it was really just a place for us to have our own voice and now it's become what it is now and we're really trying to keep it going. I love that story I think that's so great that you both had like a little moment where you're screaming yeah I actually I have um so on this this part of the podcast so we kind of have two podcasts and one if that makes sense yeah 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 so in this part of the podcast it is just me but I have um obviously I have Naomi um Mm -hmm. in our small talk and um we had a we had a kind of not not quite because we were obviously we were 2020 so and he lives in London <laughs> I, live, I live here yeah. and um we were doing an episode um on Black Lives Matter because I, I like my mm. first episode came out around the time everything I hate like it's a hard one I hate saying like came to light because it was yeah. really always happening so I feel mm. like you, I just became in the news war perhaps is the mm. best way to say it and um I said to Naomi I said I can't I don't feel comfortable releasing an episode without speaking mm. to this. I was like, I don't want to just post a Q&A and be like, here's who I am, yeah. a white Scottish yeah. girl. Like I was <laughs> like, that doesn't sit with me. I was like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And Naomi had been quite keen and was like, oh, I love that you're doing a podcast. I'd love to like guest on it, et cetera. And I was like, amazing. And she was like, I think that we could have a really good conversation about it. Mm. And I was like, okay. And she was like, because obviously you're white and I'm black and, but like, we can talk about, how like we can like we can still be yeah. friends almost like not quite in that <laughs> but I was like, like kumbaya okay. we did it yeah, I was like okay nice and she was like I think like we can kind of break like I can bring up things that I have been ignorant about and just be like openly Definitely, honest because yeah. like, hopefully that helps people to go okay yeah like I've actually done that too because if you just mm. admit to things and then we did that episode and then when I afterwards I was like we literally is an hour and eight minute song it's our longest episode and after I went to Naomi I went <laughs> Oh my god like we should be doing this all the time I was yeah. like, we just we just click I was like Naomi whenever we're together it's like it's the magic best. yeah it's the best of times <laughs> but we're still waiting we're like we're we keep being like it's going to be a live one soon we're sure of it finally whenever it's we a good dynamic though, bloody it, it, country <laughs> <laughs> whatever happens June 21st June 21st yeah. like, come on come on <laughs> get, get me to London but yeah, yeah I we so, so we had that moment but like kind of virtually and it's it's so, yeah. so nice to have that other person that you just know that the conversation always it is, isn't it? flows so naturally and once it happens you know it instantly like when you're talking to that mm-hmm. person you just go like this is perfect it's like an aha moment and you have to write it out you have to go with it because that doesn't happen a lot (laughs) there's a lot of people who will speak and they just don't get along and you can hear it and you just feel oh but if you have a really good dynamic and you bounce off each other it's perfect 
Perfect. So the next question is, um, I particularly loved, I mean, I love all your episodes, but one of your recent mm. episodes um, really stood out to me, um, where you're, where are, oh my goodness, my tongue tied every week <laughs> where are you from and um you spoke yeah. about microaggressions and um I think microaggressions are something that are maybe f- like finally coming to light but there's still so many things that yeah aren't changing it's almost like people have shone a light on them but then they've just kind of pushed the torch away again kind of thing um yeah. and I yeah. would love for you to let our listeners at home who maybe haven't heard the episode yet because they should go and listen and it's linked in the show notes um could you let them know maybe just of some um microaggressions that you have experienced and hopefully people can realize like I think that is uh, microaggressions is something where a lot of people need to as you said in the episode check themselves before they wreck themselves because I think that is something that you don't always (laughs) pay attention to so yeah it's it's one of those things like people assume that racism is like really blatant it has to be really Mm -hmm. in your face you have to be called a name for it to class as racism where it's that that's not the case you know and sometimes people say things that they don't know is insensitive or Mm -hmm. ignorant or borderline racist and it doesn't make them a racist it just means that in their minds they have this like it's been it's not their fault it's just what they are exposed to in society now they have these preconceptions that black people are like this asian people are like that and that then causes them to say these little things so like a microaggression is i think we spoke about one of them on the podcast is being asked that question and it's like Mm -hmm. i get asked this question a lot where are you from and I know what that question means. Like me as a black woman in a, in a largely white space in a white country, I know what that question means. You know, you're asking me, where do I originally come from? But I answer it in a very different way because I want people to ask me the question that they're really burning to ask, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll say, I'm from Scotland or I'll say the area exactly where I live. And then the question, this is where the microaggression comes in. And the question would be like, no, 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 where are you from, from? Why that's a microaggression is <laughs> you look at me and in your mind, you're like, this person surely can't be from here. Mm-hmm. You know, surely they can't be Scottish. Surely they can't be from where I'm from because they have a different skin color to me. Do you know, and things like that. It, it makes people very uncomfortable and it makes people not feel like they belong especially like I've been here since I was six years old mm-hmm. like I'm now 25 I've been here my whole life this is where I'm from so when people say things like that it questions who I am and do I ever actually belong here and that's a microaggression and then therein that's a racist thing to do it doesn't make you a racist it's just something that it's pushing towards that boundary you know what I mean so I think it's it's something that I think people again like you said it's just come to light quote-unquote recently because as minorities or as um, people of color and black people we've we've known what it is for a really long time Mm -hmm. but I think we kind of toe the line we know especially like with black people in this country you kind of well my my I would say my parents the people who came here as immigrants wanting to, to, to live the life here they told the line do you know mm-hmm. if someone says something to them you don't want to rock the boat because you don't want to 
threaten your place here so you just let it kind of slide but I think now with my generation we're a bit more like no we're from here you know we you can't tell us to go anywhere because this is where we're from so when we hear things like this we're going to question it and we're going to address it and I think that's why it's coming out more and more because my generation is a bit more kind of we know we belong here there's no threat to us for being chucked out you know it, it, putting it simply so yeah microaggressions come in that type of way and kind of things like a lot of um you get on a bus and mm -hmm. it's packed it's a packed packed bus and people won't sit next to you on the bus you know and I think other people will look at that and be like maybe they just don't want to sit next to you maybe you smell <laughs> maybe you just look funny I know I don't smell and I don't look funny <laughs> you know <laughs> and for it to happen and for me to notice that it happens from like the age of 10 when I was taking buses to the age I'm at now I know why that is that's a microaggression people look at you and think mm, I don't want to do that so I don't want to sit next to you so it's it's the little things that nitpick at mm -hmm. you that stereotype you those are microaggressions and I think a lot of people don't realize that they're doing it so it's just about educating people and letting them know what it is when they're doing it and explaining to them how not to do it but I think people are just threatened at the r words they just think oh my god you're calling me racist no I'm not there it's like calm down I'm just trying to yeah don't take it personally teach you yeah yeah so yeah it was a really fun episode to to record because we got to give out quite a lot of examples which are really fun to actually think about and share with each other because we never talked about that before I think as well a point you made that is great is that when they asked you where are you from you answered it and mm -hmm. that really is where the conversation should have ended but then the fact that they went where are you exactly. from from which isn't even like a correct sentence it's like yeah <laughs> would because it's like think about like would you ever ask me that like where are you from exactly, and I went yeah. to Scotland would you then go no where are you from from like no so exactly. why yeah. would you, you say would it to it. yeah so I think that yeah. that really sums it up perfectly mm -hmm. um so as it is women's history month it is March and this it should be going up at the end of March so if you're listening and it is April then sorry but <laughs> women's history is always important in my opinion so exactly yeah sorry if it's April but <laughs> that's just the way life happens um your <laughs> podcast really explores intersectionality in mm -hmm. all ways and um I was wondering if for people who might be living under a rock, um, if you could just explore, maybe just explain what intersectionality means to you, not just in terms of feminism, yeah. just in terms of in general. Yeah. So for me, it's funny because this intersectionality to me was a new word until a year ago mm -hmm. um, when everything with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter came out. I kind of really want to just immerse myself in knowing all these things because not everybody is a civil rights activist or uh, like out there like that so people really need to teach even black people it's easy to admit but to me um intersect I'm an intersectional person this is the best way I describe it I tick multiple boxes that are used to in a sense that can oppress me so one I'm a woman there's lots of things in this world that are made against women and for the benefit of men to I'm black <laughs> there's a lot of things in those worlds again that are used to go against me I'm a second generation immigrant that again I'm ticking that box so it's intersectionality is a way that people fit into so many different categories in society and those things are used to oppress them whether it's in work whether it's in day-to-day -day life whether it, anywhere 
um, and I think the term was coined by I think it was like a professor in America, like Kimberly. I can't remember her last yeah, name. Yeah, it's, it's she, Kimberly Crenshaw, yeah. Crenshaw, something like that. I think something like that, yeah. And she was looking at feminism and um, sexism, and she found that a lot of the anti-racist legislations are made to um, kind of benefit black men. They're used with that kind of framework. And a lot of the feminist or sexism legislations protect white women. Mm-hmm. So then they're ignoring black women you know when you put them together black women are missing from that because we go through things that those two groups don't don't experience you know so example of that is kind of like the angry black women trope that's pushed Mm -hmm. out into in media in everyday life all the time like when I get passionate about things or if I find myself in a situation where I'm the only minority in the room and I get annoyed about something, I always have to watch how I react because I'm very aware that people would be like, whoa, don't get too angry, don't get to the, but I'm just being passionate about what I love. And that isn't a part of feminism and it's not a part of like the anti-racist legislation. So then I'm left here being like, so what do I do? What is there to protect me from this? And really there's nothing. So Kimberly was saying that we need to look at all these different levels of oppressions, but it's not just racism, it's like racism, sexism, ageism, homophobia, mm-hmm. um, all of it, ableism. You have to look at all these different sectors and imagine that one person can experience every single one of them. So how do you help that person? You know, just, just putting out, oh, oh, anti-racist, this one, anti-sexist, that putting them all out individually doesn't help that person you have to find out what do they go through in life that's different to everybody else and then build your kind of foundations from there because then you're protecting them and the wider group so it's 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 when you break it down everybody belongs to separate boxes everybody not just the black people you know you're a woman living in a male world do you know what I mean and your age you could go and work somewhere and everyone is like mid-40s and 50s and they leave you out because you're the younger one they don't look Mm -hmm. at you like that you know so it's it's in an ideal world (laughs) we would have something that protects every single person and people who tick multiple boxes but ideally what Kimberly was saying that we have to do is that you have to put the person who's being oppressed at the center of the whole conversation Mm-hmm. You have to put them in the middle and then find out from them what is going against you. What are the barriers holding you back? Every single one, not just one. You can't just say to me that I'm black, so that's the only thing holding me back. No, yeah. you know, I'm a woman as well. That holds me back in a sexist world. So find out how you can help that person from all the different barriers that are holding them back. And then that will create an equal world because then really it'll be equal. It'll help everybody. Um, we, it, it's funny because there's a lot of conversations that's touch on it and you don't realize that that's what you're touching and you don't realize yeah, that that's what you're is, speaking yeah, on it's so funny it, that it's, you don't realize that that's the like term yeah for it yeah so it's really interesting and I think we try our best to explain not only what do we go to through as black people mm-hmm. but also for me as, as women yeah we, for your own experience it, and scottish yeah. women as well i think it's yeah it's, yeah i think i love that you speak to like every part of your identity if you like and also yeah. that you don't box yourself into that you don't let the listeners if you like box yourself yes. into one of those identities like you can be mm. black you can be a woman you can be scottish mm-hmm. you can 
have heritage from Zimbabwe like you yeah. can have all these different things and they can all impact yeah. you in different ways and maybe impact your personality in different ways but they also mm-hmm. don't not one of them defines you kind of thing so I think exactly so, yeah yeah perfect um so who are some women who inspire you um so I think you can, you can start with the the obvious is you know like Michelle Obama I think she's amazing yeah. <laughs> absolutely amazing um we've got i've started recently listening to a podcast called um say your mind by mm-hmm. a woman called Kalechi, and she's got other guests on it she's a british advocate and an author and an actor and stuff like that she's amazing i'd really really recommend anybody listen to anything that she's got to say um there's a woman called patrice colors she mm-hmm. is the founder of black lives matter she came up with the hashtag mm. she literally was just like do you know what black lives matter and put a hashtag in front of it and tweeted it out and then now it's become this huge phenomenon yeah this huge movement this amazing groundbreaking work that it's that it has become right now um Angela Davis I think I hope everyone knows who she is yeah (laughs) I I really do hope (laughs) if you don't please go google her Um, and people like that and then you've got like your kind of mainstream people like I love Beyonce oh god I love her (laughs) I think she's great um but I think if Panache was here she'd mention a lot of sports women as well and I oh of course I don't know I'll <laughs> Na- put that naturally. out there a lot of- <laughs> yeah Any- so anyone who's got Scottish rugby is yes up there for Panache. all of them <laughs> yeah so we'll put her in there but yeah it's I love women that aren't just kind of representing one mm-hmm. core thing I love women that just that say women are just one being they don't just follow these rigid guidelines for what a woman should be quote unquote um they let you kind of express yourself they push that women can be multifaceted they can be anything and anyone and they shouldn't let society or what people quote unquote should say they do so I love women who, who kind of push that message Perfect. Um, so as a black woman currently in your 20s, what do you currently feel needs to be, I know this is a big question, um, changed <laughs> in order for young black women and perhaps even black women of all ages or just women in general, if you prefer, whichever, mm-hmm. um, to have more opportunities to um, thrive rather than just survive and also just to have more opportunities yeah. to be able to truly survive at the same level mm-hmm. as everyone else mm-hmm. is given, if that makes sense at all? Yeah. Um, I think definitely representation mm-hmm. uh, it's I feel like do you know when you're asked something that feels like the easiest thing the easiest solution to you and you're just like why is no one understanding this but representation yeah. it matters so much Um a great example is like when I moved here I I think I was the only black person in my school in my like primary oh, school wow. my first two primary mm-hmm. schools do you know the only black people I was exposed to was um like my family and like their friends so then in turn their kids but in school I was the only one and then I went into high school in the biggest intake year that they've ever had and I think there was like three black people in the whole in the whole first year of school like so in, in my day-to-day life I don't see myself so when I then go and watch tv when I open a magazine when I it like kind of consume media in any sense mm-hmm. I would want to see myself there represented as well because then at least it gives me mm-hmm. that kind of hope to be like you know I don't see myself here but I see myself in all these different levels I see myself in 
movies, film, music, books, wherever, wherever. So I think representation really matters for kind of growing up. And then even now at my age, there's a lot of places where I don't see myself. And I'm, I feel really lucky that now I'm getting to see black women be represented a little bit more. It's not a lot. Mm-hmm. So for me to say they're being represented a little bit more is a lot to say, but I'm really enjoying seeing black women kind of being put at the center of, of much more things. There's still a lot of work to do, but it, it, it really does help in putting women forward because when you're used to seeing black women in these certain positions, it's not a shock anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, it kind of opens the door for the next ones coming in and it opens the door. Like I've got two younger sisters and I just hope that for them, they're seeing more than I saw so that they feel like they can be anything and do anything because being black and being a woman holds me back to double opportunities you know so I really hope that it kind of grows and becomes more and more and I think for women in general I think we just need to stop this idea that women can't make their own decisions and be what they want to be you know, it really frustrates me. I mean, I see it all the time. Men will do one thing, a, ma- a woman will do the exact same thing, but then she's branded X, Y, Z. But the man is like, yeah, great, go, cool, you're doing it. Woo-hoo. Absolutely. But she's doing the same thing the or she's doing standards. it better. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that we just need to break that down completely. And it, it will go such a long way. Um, in progressing women because we've come so far anyway you know just off of us right alone Mm -hmm. so now it's a case of other people kind of joining that and really um changing the way they look at women in general perfect so um I love your Instagram feature that you started doing called throwback Thursday it's my thank you my fate I always make sure (laughs) I'm on Instagram on Thursday um and I was wondering what made you decide to start this feature and also like a bonus question what's your favorite one that you've done so far like your favorite theme of throwback Thursday if you like and for people that don't know throwback Thursday is literally just where it's throwing things back to the 90s which is when yes grew up so (laughs) yeah it's nice for us (laughs) It's a lot of fun. And I think it actually started by accident. <laughs> like I never <laughs> planned it to become anything that it is right now. Um, at one Thursday, I was supposed to be working, but I was just really, really <laughs> bored. <laughs> and I was, I think I was on Twitter or something and I saw a picture and I was like, oh, that's so funny. I remember that. And I just threw it up and I did like a little poll and just left it. When I came back, it was all these people answering it. I was like, oh, oh, right, okay. So I threw another one up, threw another one. Then I put like a question so that people can yeah. send in stuff that they remember. Left it for like an hour, started working again. And then I came back <laughs> and it was just all these answers. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> what have I begun? <laughs> and it just kind of went on from there. And it was just a lot, it's so much fun. And my favorite mm-hmm. one, definitely is the music rounds that was just mm. so much fun and like going on my Spotify and like remembering all these bands and like five like, <laughs> like it was just so much mm. fun thinking back and like all the messages would get people would be like oh my god I can't remember you remember this or oh this is taking me back and I just thought this is so fun let's do it so we I just kind of like repackaged it to be like oh what season do you when you were younger like yeah we thought of this all along it was my master plan <laughs> but really it was just completely by accident it was just <laughs> a lucky draw <laughs> perfect um so what have you been doing to look after your mental health and also stay entertained during um 
this is a never ending lockdown in Scotland. Hopefully, hopefully yes. we'll end sooner rather than later. But I do think Nicola is making the right decisions. Just to preface, I oh, do think that yeah. data not dates is the correct way to go rather than good old BJ. Um, I think that we shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking June 21st very lightly, but I think for oh, my absolutely. own sanity, I'm just picking it up. But really, mm. um, I've been doing a lot. So at the beginning, I think we all just kind of thought, oh, it's going to be like a three month thing. Yeah, it's just going to be a little holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Some time off from work. Brilliant. So I just watched a lot of Netflix. Oh, my God. Like Netflix actually became my best friend. I started watching <laughs> um, like so many shows that were probably years and years old but it kind of helped me to wind down mm-hmm. because before that we were still stuck in that routine of you wake up you go to work you travel back you're really tired you eat you do, it's the same thing every day so it kind of just let me be like oh I can stay in my house I'm actually really an introverted person like mm-hmm. and nobody ever but like I'm very painful I'm a really shy person I don't like being out too much if it's like mm-hmm. Do you know I love being in, but I also have FOMO. Oh, <laughs> so I feel you. Really... <laughs> <laughs> it's a very difficult combination to have. I don't want to go out, but I don't want to miss out. So I felt like, oh, everyone's inside, so I'm not going to miss anything. So I loved it to start with. <laughs> and then I think when it hit the six-month mark, I was a bit like, right, let's <laughs> let's find something to do. So. I've been doing kind of like a lot of home workouts just to kind of mm-hmm. try and stay active on and off. Right now it's currently off. Um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to kind of like read a lot as well. And I think really talking with Panache and like doing the um, podcast has actually really helped me as well because I'm able to have conversations that just stimulate me rather than the same thing every single day so conversations really that's the main thing that's helped me through this and I've been quite lucky like I quarantined with my family so I've been around Mm -hmm. them the whole time it's not driven me mad yet so it's fine (laughs) so I think a combination of all those things have really helped me and just taking time for myself whenever I need it that's really really helped me get kind of through this whole thing perfect um so what are some moments where you've been thriving um throughout your 20s so far I think it's just good to share these moments um with listeners just so everyone knows that everyone thrives in different ways in their 20s and like and you do have moments of thriving (laughs) they are there (laughs) um I would say this is a hard one I think when I graduated uni that was a really 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 happy moment for me especially for my family I mean like if there's anybody from African descent listening like uni is like up there it's up there do you know it's one of the mm-hmm. things that you do it you're you, there's no option you're going to uni so then when you graduate it's like your whole family is graduating do you know my grand back in Zimbabwe she was so happy like my whole family like my family from Aberdeen came up it was like a whole crowd it was great that's for me was when I kind of felt like oh this this is my life now I can really yeah. start going ahead and um I started a career in what I studied and now I'm getting to work in exactly kind of what I wanted to do and ever since that point I feel like I've just thrived from there and um, everything in my life personally has just kind of been building up and I've made a lot of new friendships I've just made a lot of new mm-hmm. relationships with people and I've accomplished a lot in myself that 
I don't think I would have ever been able to before. So I feel like right now, even right now, I'm thriving like every day. Do you know, like yeah. every time I do something new, I just feel like I'm in my moment now. So don't worry, it does happen. If you're not thriving right now, <laughs> it's going to come. It's coming. It's and coming. I think, yes. And I think it's important to know as well, like thriving doesn't mean you've ticked every single box on oh, your checklist no, yeah. of what you want to do in your life. Do you know, thriving can just be like mentally and emotionally, you're where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And that for me is where I am right now. Like I'm just really happy and I feel like that's the most important thing. And I've noticed like when I've just been really happy and kind of really content because I normally I'm never content but right now I'm just really at that moment good things just kind of like attract to you you end up stumbling into things Mm -hmm. that you never would have seen before because you've just you're looking at things with new eyes now so yeah I feel like right now in my moment I'm thriving a bit deep no that's (laughs) I think that's such a, a good point as well that is also that when you shift your mindset to realize that there's yeah. good things happening and there is moments of thriving, even though like maybe in one part of your life you're surviving, but in another part you're thriving. Exactly. It's about shifting your focus to the thriving and then you start to see that there's more thriving happening than perhaps you first realized. Um, so if you have to sum up your 20s so far in three words, what yes. would they be? Um going off let's say the thriving thing I would say one would be growth Mm -hmm. for sure I've grown a lot um the other would be work I've worked (laughs) I've grown (laughs) I've worked a lot and both of them have really helped me to get to where I am just now and then um I would say I've discovered a lot as well I've discovered a lot of what I'm what I'm capable of Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like that has really helped me to to kind of plan out the rest of what I want to do with life so yeah I would say growth discovery and work like um where can our listeners who are listening at home where can they find you obviously I'll have everything linked in the show notes but yes. basically just plug yourself shout yourself out <laughs> <laughs> well you can find our um podcast on mm-hmm. Instagram at seasoning this UK podcast you can follow us on there we do a little, we we like to post our favorite tweets every now and again which is always a little bit fun and a course you can join in on our throwback thursdays um you can also find us seasoning this uk on every listening platform spotify apple all of them um panache's handle on instagram is at panache i think it is you'll be able mm-hmm. to find it. Or, or you can find both of us on the seasoning this uk bio yeah follow us and see what we get up to perfect and then just finally what have you been engaging with this week what's something you've been spending a lot of time with this week it can be a book a podcast a song an album tv show film anything at all um I've been doing a lot of everything actually I've been listening to a lot of music um right now Brent Fires go and check him out Mm -hmm. he's so good love his music um Netflix again <laughs> everything I'm watching like all the shows that people have watched already like The Office Community I'm watching them all now for the first time so it's a lot of fun and um oh I recently finished a book which I've actually just listened to now twice over because it's amazing called Love in Color I would really Ooh. recommend that it's been it's beautiful so beautiful book so good so yeah just immersing myself in everything trying to keep myself busy perfect thank you so much for coming on the podcast Nadine it was so lovely to have you here with us and to chat um thank you and um to everyone at home have a really good week bye thank you bye
Okay, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you again to the wonderful Nadine for coming on to chat with us. I absolutely adored this interview and I highly recommend you check out their podcast, Seasoning This UK. So you can check out that along with all the other links in our show notes. And don't forget to join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram or whichever you prefer. Follow us on Instagram at Fancy Blather and I have the Facebook group linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week. This has been Fancy Blether and I've been Kirsty Taylor. Bye.